This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online, and before I get rolling tonight, I usually get my show prepared, ready to go, notes written, rehearse a few things I'm going to say. I usually have that all taken care of some point in the day on a Friday afternoon uh, before I leave work, because the kind of work I do, I have time to sit down and do this kind of thing. But So I had everything ready, except... Something inserted itself at a certain point today. I had to leave work a little bit early to... Well, I didn't... I went back to work, but I had to take off and pick up my son. He was over at a friend's place and get him home. And uh, so I I did that. And when I got to the house, uh, Amy was here. And, uh, you know, we just have the one car, and I had the car today. So bring him home, and we're happy to see everybody, you know, all happy... And uh, I see there's a couple of bills that showed up in the mail today. <clears throat> and Amy tried to warn me before I picked them up to take a look at them. And um, although both bills presented a certain uh, unwelcome challenge, uh, I'm going to talk about one in particular. Uh, if you happen to work for the uh, company Quicken Loans, they're the mortgage company. They've been, they've held our mortgage now for a few years, and um, uh, if you happen to work for them, or you know, if I'd like you to pass this message on to your bosses, and if you happen to be a boss at the uh, at Quicken Loans, I'd like you to pass this message on to to you. Um, I'd like to thank you so very much for attempting to send me a heart attack in the mail. Uh, As I said, it was two bills that we saw. One uh, I won't talk about, but like I said, it presents its own special problems. But this one from Quicken Loans, I looked at this thing, and it was a bill for our property tax. Now, I don't know how it works in your state, but here in Minnesota we pay property taxes and that means there's a certain amount that we pay each year and it gets split into two payments one in the spring one in the fall now you can opt to do this uh, most people do it when you get your mortgage you set up an escrow fund which okay so you get a certain amount of money that you of your payment each month a certain amount is set aside to take care of the mortgage the principal and the interest on the mortgage 
there's another set of money that's set aside in the escrow to take care of property tax and insurance, homeowners insurance. And so you, and in each year, because everything goes up, everything goes up except for my wages. At the end of each year, usually they send you a little bill saying, oh, guess what? You got to pay us a little bit more because your, what we pulled out for escrow just didn't cover the increases for the year. So we need you to pay a little more. And if you pay this separate amount, right, you know, by a certain time, if you pay that, then uh, then your monthly payment will be adjusted in an upward direction only by this small amount. The last time they made this adjustment, it went up uh, about six bucks, which isn't terrible. But we had to pay something like 200 bucks or whatever it was in order to only go up that much. If Otherwise, it would have gone up more like, I don't know, more. <laughs> okay, but it was our property tax bill. It said it was past, it was past due on there. And I'm looking at this thing and thinking, we've got an escrow account. What the hell is this? So uh, that coupled with the other bill, which I won't talk about, but does present its own problems. I turned and I handed Amy back the bills or just dropped them on her lap. And I turned and I went back to work. And I, did, I, I stayed quiet because I didn't want screaming and yelling or anything like that. I got in the car. And I drove back to the office. I think this is, can't be right. We're completely screwed. What in the hell? I don't have that kind of money. I won't tell you exactly what it is, but it's in the thousands. Uh, it's up there. It's a four-digit number. That's not you know. That's if you don't include the two digits that are that are after the uh, the decimal point. You know the cents. I mean in dollars, it's four digits. And I say like, I don't. I, what the hell? Well, I got back to work. I called Quicken Loans. I found their number online, customer service number. I had my account number with me, so I called them up. I got a nice young woman on the phone after a bit of a wait, but I got her on the phone, and I said, um, I received this bill for our property tax. Uh, we have an escrow account. Why I shouldn't have gotten this bill? What is this? Is this a mistake? And she immediately said, well, no, we send out a statement just showing you the, the money that we're dispersing from your escrow account to just, just showing you that. Oh, okay, okay. So I started to calm down. It's like, ooh, the, the weight was coming off of me. But she did say, but you're making me a little nervous, so let's look into your account specifically, because she was answering me in the general at that point. Let's look at your account specifically so that you know we can make sure that Everything's okay. So I gave her the information that she needed. She looked into it and she says, oh yeah, we just made a payment in September and we have another one scheduled for in May. And that's, you know, one in the spring, one in the fall. So they just made the fall payment. And so we're, we're you're good to go. It's not, so it's not a bill. It's not a bill. Okay, great. And <clears throat> I was so relieved and I didn't have it with me. I didn't have the bill with me. I had other information with me, but I, I left the bill on Amy's lap when I left. When I got back home and took a look at it, this is the thing. If it's not a bill, don't send a bill. <laughs> it's, it says in the upper right-hand corner on the form that they sent us, billing statement. It has a remittance slip at the bottom that you detach and you write in the amount you're paying and you send that along with your check when you pay, if that's how you pay. And that's how we pay, I know. 
we're we're old folks. At least I am. And you know, if you're if Quicken Loans, if you're going to send something out that is not a bill, make sure that it says it's not a bill. It happened the same day today. We got our our proposed property tax increases for next year, and so we we got that. And at the top of that statement, it says this is not a bill in big bold black letters. You can see it says that this is so. I mean, thank you so much. You almost put me in a heart attack. I did say to the young woman, I said I almost crapped my pants, <laughs> which is hyperbole because I didn't almost crap my pants but you know it was that moment that feeling like what the how in the hell are we gonna <sighs> so thanks a lot Quicken Loans thanks a lot <clears throat> uh, let's see um, last week I did a pedantic moment uh, when I was listening back to the show when it played during the chat room visit, which incidentally, this show is a download show only. Uh, this tomorrow night, Saturday night, when this when my my Dimland Radio program would be playing on uh, on ZTalkRadio.com uh, at 11 p.m. Central, um, we're Amy and I are going on a on a, on a very rare date. We're going to go see Dana Gould do a, a show. And uh, he's a very funny co comedian dude, and we're meeting up with a couple friends, and uh, we're gonna go. We're doing that. It's uh, sort of a celebration of both our birthdays. I just had a birthday this past Wednesday. I turned 54. Astrologers, put your charts away. My wife will be having a birthday next Wednesday. We're a week apart, but she's uh, a few years younger than me. She'll be turning none of your business. And <clears throat> so. The show will, this will go into the download stream. This will go into the show archives at ztalkradio.com. You can find it there, but it will, there will be no chat room. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, when I was listening back to last week's show and to last week's pedantic moment, uh, I got a little flummoxed. <laughs> I could hear myself, tri I tripped over some math numbers and I really stumbled my way through it. And I felt pretty bad, uh, although I think I did sum it up properly. When I got to the proper pedantic moment of that pedantic moment, when I got to got to what I wanted to say, I think I got it okay. But it was really a jumbled mess. So I'm going to, if you will indulge me, I'm going to run through this again the way I should have done it last week. I thought I had it in hand. I did not. So let's go to the notes. I have, t I have a couple of Facebook friends. Since last week's show, I've seen a couple other Facebook friends making the same points. And that is, uh, there's not enough representation in the Senate for California and for the District of Columbia. California, now as you know, there are two senators per state. We have 50 states, so there's 100 senators in the federal government in the Senate of our, of our legislature. So each state gets two. This, no matter how many people live in that state, they get two. Okay, Florida has uh, Florida. California has 40 million people living there. So the constituent to senator ratio is 20 million to one. Now, you look at Montana. 
with about a million people living there with two senators. The constituent to senator ratio is 500,000 to one. Maybe it's a little over 500,000 to one because it's not, it's a little over a million people there. But you, okay, we're close enough. All right. Washington, D.C. has no senators at all because it's not a state. It does have a delegate to the House of Representatives. That delegate does not have the same power as a full-on representative, but it is some representation for the district. Now, a point made by one of my Facebook friends was that, and, and it's been made by others since, that California has 40 million people. They listed out 23 other states that all add up to 40 million people. So that's two senators for this 40 million people in California and 46 senators for these 40 million people of these 23 states. Well, tough noogies. It's two senators per state. That's the rules. That's how it is. Two senators per state. Then we get into the House of Representatives. Now the House of Representatives, there are 435 of them and the, they are distributed through the states. I, pretty much, I think it's just solely based on population, but there might be some other things in there that I'm unaware of, but pretty much by population. So that means a state like California, which has 40 million people, they have 53 representatives. But a state like such as Montana has one. So... The constituent to representative ratio in California is about 755,000 to 1. And in Montana, in Montana, it's a little over a million to 1. Now, the numbers are not exact, but they're a little closer. It's a little more equitable. If you look at Wyoming, they have about 580,000 people living there. So that's 580,000 constituents to one representative because Wyoming only has one. So you know it's it's so that's what they these some of these people that would be comparing Washington D.C., which has seven hundred fifty thousand people living there, to a state like Wyoming. Wyoming gets two senators, where D.C. gets none. So the the gist was that I was getting was that there should be more senators. We should have two for Washington, D.C., and we should have more for California. We should have more senators. So then I brought up the point that it's been proposed to break California into three states. If, so let's suppose we break that, that into three states. That means four more senators, two for, the, for each of the additional states. And let's suppose we go ahead and grant the District of Columbia two senators. So now that's, that's six more senators going to the Senate. And that's where I got to my pedantic moment. Which party do you think is going to benefit from these additional senators? I'll give you a hint. It starts with Democrat. It's, I mean, it's possible that a Republican will show up once in a while in, in the Senate from, from one of the three California states, but I'm, I really doubt it from District of Columbia. I really doubt it from there. Uh, you know, it's it's, but it's possible that some Republicans and could a couple or one at least might come up in those now six senators for the what used to be California. And which party 
which party do you think that these Facebook friends of mine who have been posting that it's it, with this underlying idea that it's unfair that there aren't enough senators for California and there aren't any for Washington, D.C., which party do you think they're more aligned with? And I'll give you a hint. It's the same hint I just gave you before. It starts with Democrat. So this is, in my opinion, the the midterm equivalent to the the occasional and so it well it's happened twice in our lifetimes now uh, a complaint about the electoral college because the the you know, one candidate got the most got more popular votes but the votes they got that the uh, the one candidate got more popular votes but they didn't get the popular votes in specific areas of the country that would carry enough electoral votes the candidate that got less popular vote did so in 2000 George W Bush won that election because he won the electoral vote and last election 2016 we had Donald Trump winning uh, the electoral college you know despite losing rather soundly the uh, the popular vote so when that in the aftermath of that we got these people that you know favor a certain party that starts with with Democrat uh, complaining about the Electoral College we've got to abolish it we've got to get rid of it we've got to change it we got to do something and so now it's the off year the Republicans continue to hold and they even strengthen their hold a little bit in the Senate and so now we've got people who are lean Democrat saying, you know, maybe we should have more senators. And those senators would come from, you know, Democrat-friendly uh, areas of the world, so it's likely we could get six more Democrat senators. Well, that might change the balance in, in, in the Democrats' direction now, wouldn't it? Maybe. I don't know. That may be a little cynical of me, but that's what it, it seems to me. It just seems like that's what's going on. Okay, I didn't trip and fall and get all messed up over there. I didn't get flummoxed. That's how it should have gone last week. Thank you for indulging me. I have one quick little thing I want to get in before my first break. Uh, we had Veterans Day uh, just this past uh, Monday. And uh, that with the observation of Veterans Day, Sunday was the actual day because it uh, commemorates the 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 uh, the armistice that ended World War One, which was on November 11th in 1918, uh, which means it's been a hundred years since World War One has come to an end. And I have a cousin who uh, uh, I don't see. I have not. I don't think I've seen him since his his uh, his father died. Uh, at the funeral for his father. I think that's the last time I've seen him. And, and that was a few years ago. And uh, he's, uh, he, I, I'm pretty sure he and his uh, brother were both uh, Marines. And he, um, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not 100% certain of his political leanings, but I think they do tend more toward Republican. Um, he's, although, well, I'm not going to speculate. Uh, he posted something uh, on the internet. It was a it was a meme put together with a picture of R. Lee Ermey. You know that guy, R. Lee Ermey. He's he was an actor. He's he's passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, he played the drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket, the guy that bellows the entire 
first half of that movie, the training half of the movie, the drill can uh, the, the, the the drill training the uh, to get these uh, these fellows to become marines. Uh, he's he's their trainer, and he just he bellows his in all his lines. He's top of his lungs, except when it gets to a very dramatic moment uh, toward the end of that first half of the movie, and he brings his voice down just for a few couple few lines, and then he's a backup shouting, and it's it's very effective when he pulls it down. Okay, anyway, so he there's a shot in that movie where he's looking at the camera and he's pointing. He's yelling, you know, so we're seeing the point of view from the uh, from the private or whatever they call him uh, in the Marines, who's he's you know he's yeah it's private. He's you know, yelling at them. But we're seeing it from the point of view, and so on the meme they put some text in there. I'm going to see if I can find it. I might be able to, and I'll post it on the show notes page. And it says uh, <clears throat> schools are closed on MLK Day, but they're not closed on Veterans Day. That's horseshit. So he, so my cousin posts this, and I, I looked at that, and, I, and the first thing that popped in my head, which is what I commented, I said, "Schools are closed on Memorial Day," and and they are. Memorial Day is in May. Uh, there might be some schools. It's late May, like the last Monday in May. I think that's what it is. Uh, there might be some schools in the country that are closed. You know, their school year is done by that time. They don't go in into June like they do here, but. For the most part, schools are still in session and Memorial Day, they're closed. Well, my cousin said, well, some some aren't. I, and and I, I said, well, they are, I would imagine they're probably private schools that might not be if, if, they're, if they're open. He says, you know, and then he, he counters and he says, you know, there are some in California and Pennsylvania that stay open on Veterans Day. Well, that may be true, uh, but I couldn't find any. I, I looked online. I went through California's you know, their school calendars uh, for Los Angeles County. Uh, for, for I did that one, and Memorial Day shows up as a day off. I went over, looked at Pennsylvania and everything I could find. I checked uh, Philadelphia. That's a big city. The public schools calendars, they've they've got uh, you know they've they've got Memorial Day off. So, you know, I, I said, I, I, I didn't, I'm not 100% certain that, that the majority of schools take Memorial Day off, even though they don't take Veterans Day off. I, I, I'm pretty comfortable that uh, most of them do. And I said, I, said uh, I, I responded to him. I said, you know, from everything I can find, I, I'm not, I, the schools are open or are closed on Memorial Day. So, you know, that's one for MLK, Martin Luther King, and one for the military. I said, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, well, it's, I mean, there are, nothing closes on Armed Forces Day. There's three military holidays, or two, there are three holidays that are, are set to recognize the military. One is Armed Forces Day. That's for uh, uh, recognizing the men and women in uniform currently serving the country, you know, the military. The other one is Veterans Day. That's to honor those 
who served in the military but are no longer serving. They're veterans. They may have served in peacetime. They may have served in war, but they are they served our country. It's Veterans Day. We, we honor those men and women who did that. And Memorial Day is the big one. That's the one where we honor those men and women who died while serving the country in the military. So, come on. I mean, come on. All right, I think I've gotten to my break. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Ztalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I will return after this break. Listen to Z Talk Radio on ztalkradio.com. Grandpa, look what I got. Wait till you see the bike we got for Jake. It is the coolest thing. Hearing loss happens gradually with age, making it easy to ignore. Yet most older Americans aren't getting their hearing tested. Dad, can you hear me? Untreated hearing loss can keep your loved ones from enjoying what they cherish most. Don't let that happen. Speak up about hearing loss. You'll be glad you did. Brought to you by the American Speech Language Hearing Association. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Redheaded Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. This is Meryl Streep. There's so much in life we can't control. But here's something we can, colorectal cancer. It's the second leading cancer killer in the US, but it is almost entirely preventable. Screening finds polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. If you're over 50, get screened for colorectal cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from the US Department of Health and Human Services. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Ztalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. My parents, the the lovely old couple they are, got themselves a new car. They uh, hadn't had a new car for ten years, and Dad thought, eh. You know, a couple months ago, he said he thought it was to. Yeah, I think I should, yeah, we should get a new car. Now my mom, uh, about about a year ago, maybe more, maybe less, but uh, we'll say about a year ago, at family gatherings, and just about every father, family gathering from then until whatever the last one was, <laughs> was that 
I don't remember what uh, that was uh, Labor Day. Um, she would bring up wanting a red car. She'd say, you know, if we ever get a new car, and she'd glance over to Dad, shoot him a look. If your father would ever get us a new car, I want a red car. I really want a red car. I've wanted a red car for a long time. I've always liked red cars. A nice, bright red car. I want a red car. Okay, but what color do you want, Mom? <laughs> so, um... So she had pretty much established that she wants a red car. And so then a couple months ago, Dad brought up to... Did he mention it to me? He says, ah, I'm thinking, yeah, it might be time to uh, to, to get a new car. Uh, I'm going to start looking looking around, see what's out there. And I said, well, remember, Mom wants a red car. And then he says, uh, she'll get what color she'll, she gets and she'll like it. You know, trying to act tough. He's, he, he, of course, he's going to get her a red car. But he's just, you know, joking around with me. Oh, no, she's just, she's, she'll be happy with what she gets. <laughs> kind of thing. Well, let's see. Uh, I guess it was uh, uh, last Friday. Uh, they went to the dealership where they've, they've bought cars before. And, uh, and I, think they, I think they had a particular car in mind. But, you know, it's going to be a red car. I'm so excited I'm going to get a red car. And uh, so they, they head out there and uh, uh, meet with the car dealer, and uh, they, they poke around, and, and okay, they get things set up. Um, uh, of course, you, you, don't, you don't just drive off the lot with a new car. There's things that need to be done. You know, you got to put that true coat on there. You got to get the true coat. You need the true coat because, you know, it's real important here. You know, well, actually, uh, they did need to, you know, put the rust proofing underneath. In a winter climate, area like it's it is important and and so yeah so they needed to do that but, but okay so um and i can just imagine how that went when mom and dad are driving out to the dealership to get the car and she said mom's just sitting there next next to dad while they're driving out oh this is gonna be so good we're gonna get that red car i'm gonna have a red car finally i've always wanted a red car it's gonna be wonderful and then they get to the car dealership and they meet up with the dealer you know with their salesperson and they start to you know talk about what they're looking at and they may have spotted a car that we kind of like that one and my mom just says oh it's gotta be red i just want a red car i'm a young man i've been wanting a red car for so long i'm telling you I just, I just love a red car. I really, really want a red car. Oh, I like that blue. Mom and Dad's new red car is blue. <laughs> when I found out, because <laughs> I think I went to see them over the weekend uh, before they picked up the car. And I, you know, they said, "Well, we're we're getting the car next week. We're getting." I said, "Is it red?" You know, figuring the answer would be yes. Uh, <laughs> and they both look at me a little. Um, well, no, it's blue. Why is it blue? And Mom said, "Well, they were bringing around a red one, and I saw this blue one, and I, I like the blue." <laughs> but Mom. I know I'll never have a blue car because this is the last new car we'll ever have. I mean, they're both in their 80s, so, I mean, you know, how much more driving are they going to be able to do? Which, oh, that's going to be a struggle uh, someday. But let's just take one thing at a time. <clears throat> but <laughs> that's the deal. They, they, She saw the blue, 
She liked that blue. It is a nice color. They got themselves a Mitsubishi Outlander Sport uh, 2018, I believe the year is. I think brand new. And uh, um, they couldn't pick it up on Monday, this past Monday, because I mean, because they were you know they, they were going to trade in their other car that they had. They got it all worked out. They had the final price and everything. And Dad was going to he paid cash for it. I mean he he was well my cashier's check. But, you know, he has that kind of money. He's not wealthy, but they're okay. But uh, so he went, you know, so Monday he had a whole checklist. I, he's going over the weekend. He says, oh, I got the checklist down here. I've got, you know, take all the stuff out of the old car and have the insurance company send over the proof of insurance for the new car and, and you know, make sure, you know, uh, uh, it's just all, uh, whatever else, other, do other dots he had to, to I or whatever eyes he had to the dot and crosses the T, whatever. And oh, get that cashier's check for the whatever the amount was that they needed to pay. Get I've got it all listed right here. Got everything down right here. It's all you know. So he's checking them off as he's doing them. Well, Monday came and he went to his bank and it was closed because it was an observation of Veterans Day. <laughs> so calls his, calls the fellow that was working with him and he and he's you know I, I can't come in and buy it today and the guy says well actually that's okay because uh, we uh, you know we need to put that true code on I have it scheduled for today couldn't get it in last week so, or over the weekend so we got it in scheduled for the, get the, get it on today and it'll take some you know a day or two for it to cure so that'll be fine so they picked it up on Wednesday and it is a nifty looking car it's a nifty nifty looking car and and that, that's pretty awesome that they got themselves a new one, but it ain't red. Oh well, what are you gonna do? So, um, as you are aware, uh, I like movies. Amy likes movies. Hayden likes movies. We like watching movies. And Amy and I aren't the uh, uh, typical Netflix customer. Um, we don't think. Uh, and we love Netflix, but. Uh, I love Netflix. I really do. But it's not the the it's not the uh, the new can't get enough of each other love anymore. It's the it's the more comforting, happier in my life kind of love. Uh, but there's when we started with with Netflix, it was just the DVD service. The streaming hadn't happened yet, and we would get I think two at a time. And we would be watching movies, and it had a deep catalog. And see, we're not. I would, I would look at their top rentals, the top 100 rentals. And if there was a movie on there uh, older than five years, I'd be. I was pretty surprised. It wasn't many. And I guess that makes sense. That's what most most people want to see. What the new releases? I mean, we want to see new releases too. But we really. I really like the classics. I like old westerns and old war movies and just old dramas and detectives movies. And I like old movies, and 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 Amy, you know, and I like some foreign films and some art films and independent films. And Amy really likes the foreign films and the art films and the independent films. She really likes those, and she likes old movies too. And I and and Netflix, and then they switched over to or they added on the streaming service. So this this the streaming is it's 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 not uh, as deep a catalog when it comes to the kinds of 
you know, classics, old movies, and things like that. Uh, the the DVDs, which we still get, we get them one at a time now. Uh, we still get those. You can find the foreign films and the art films and the and the old films. You can find them there. They still have a pretty deep co uh, uh, catalog for that. But it's it's not quite as as awesome as it as it could be if you could just stream it. Because sometimes I want to watch a, an old Bogart film that I don't have, uh, it, it, that I don't own the DVD of. So. I could put it into the queue, find it in there. Chances are it's going to be there. Put it in the queue and wait for it to get here. Or it'd be so, but it would be so nice to just put it on and stream it. It's just I want to watch it now. You know, that's kind of the thing. Uh, I have more to talk about this, but I've gotten to my. If I forgot, is it my second break already? Why have my thing? Let me check the notes. No, no, I got a few, I got a couple minutes. Hang on, I'm, I get a little. I get a little jump ahead here. I got a couple minutes. Let's continue. So, I said to Amy. Not all that long ago, a couple months ago, I said, you know, we like the the the, the Netflix streaming stuff. They got a lot of good series, uh, original series for Netflix. They, 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 that's where they get it right. Uh, some of their series gets uh, get somewhat knocked once in a while, like the uh, the Iron Fist one didn't, didn't get very high reviews. But most of the series that are original series for for Netflix are, are really good. They're feature films tend to be not so good. Uh, the, I hear a lot of criticisms of those. But you, you, Amy was, the other day, she was looking through to see what was streaming. She's going through stuff and she's looking. I said, man, why don't they have just a straight-up classics category? Why don't they have that? Why don't they have a straight-up, I think, foreign films category? Why don't they have a, why don't they have a cri criterion collection category? That would be, you know, something like that. Wouldn't that be awesome? And you just... Why don't they? Ha why don't they offer that? And I'm sure it's an economics thing. It's a money thing. They got to pay for licenses and stuff like that. And the and, and the the, the more you know, most people are just going to be watching the newer releases anyway. And they're may not maybe not interested in the old movies the way Amy and I are and the art films and stuff. So you know, okay. But Amy said to me, says, well, there is something. It's not, it's called Filmstruck. I said, "Oh, tell me more," and uh, she said, "Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I guess it's affiliated with Time uh, with uh, Turner Classic, Turner Movie Classics, or Turner Classic Movies, whatever that cable channel is. And it's 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 the parent company is War, uh, um, Warner Media, and you know they they started offering that service in I think 2016. It's a streaming service that you you can subscribe to just much like Netflix and it's got a deep catalog of foreign films and Criterion Collection stuff and art films, independent films and classics. And it's got a you know and you can stream it. So, oh, so if I want to watch you know Sahara, a World War II movie with Humphrey Bogart, chances are it might be streaming on Filmstruck. I hope I, I don't know for sure if it is, but chances are it's on there. And you know, I wouldn't have to drag out my 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 VHS copy of it because I still can play VHS and watch that. I can still do that. Where I'm still got my and still stuck in the '80s, but you know, uh, it would be so great just to go on a streaming service. So Amy and I started to consider maybe we'll see if we can afford that. Well, now with this new bill that has shown up, that the the bill I didn't talk about that has presented its own s separate problems. Oh. That's that's a thing that's going to be uh, making things a little tight here. Uh, we'll see what I can do. But anyway, we were considering it when last month, 
there was a news item. Filmstruck is being shut down by Warner Media for lack of subs- subscriber you know, uh, interest. Uh, the numbers weren't as high as they'd like to see them, the low numbers. And I suppose there's an economic deal there and a problem. And we thought, well, shit. You know, damn it, Rubes. Start having some more interest in just, you know, not just the tentpole movies that came out last summer or maybe two summers ago. How about a movie that came out 60 years ago? You know, there's good movies from back then. What about them? What about the movie that came out in Japan? You know, that was produced in Japan or or in, in, in Afghanistan or something. What about a film like that? There's good ones there, too. You know, it, it, don't be afraid of a black and white movie. What's wrong with a black and white movie? There's nothing wrong with a black and white movie. They hold up. They're more timeless than a color movie. But why? Why are you so afraid? Why are you so myopic when it comes to the movies that you want to watch? I only want to watch something that's new. What's wrong? See, there's too many people like that. But once that story got out there, a lot of the big-time Hollywood people Big-time directors, Steven Spielberg, one of them, Barbara Streisand, uh, Guillermo del Toro, and all sorts of people started signing a petition, petition Warner Media, to not shut down Filmstruck. It's, it's important to have a way for people to see these works of art. This is wrong. What are you doing? And I guess the message got through, I guess, next spring, Warner Media is going to set up some kind of... Uh, package deal streaming thing where you get film struck but you might have to get some other thing too and it might be out of our budget because of that bill that showed up today that's presenting its own problems even though I didn't tell you exactly what the problems are but I think you can guess anyway we'll see what happens but um, that's going to be happening this spring so so it's not it doesn't look like it's going away and maybe there's a chance that uh, that we can do it, but boy, I don't know. But now, what I do know is I can go to my next break. This is uh, Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm going to take this break, and we'll be right back for another bit of the show because that's how it works. Uh, I'll be right back. Sit tight. I like to say sit tight because I don't know what that means. So sit tight, but it means something anyway. But you know what it means. Uh, I'll be back. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Influenza season is upon us and it can be a killer. But it's not too late to vaccinate. Usually most cases of influenza in Minnesota don't even occur until January or February and the season lasts all the way through April. Get a flu shot now and you'll protect not only yourself but those around you. See your doctor or visit mdhflu.com to find a flu clinic near you. This message from the Minnesota Department of Health. Lord, honey, can somebody tell me what my future holds? Hey, man, you think I can get a reading? 
Wrong answer. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Dr. Dim, Jim Fitzsimmons, only on Z Talk Radio. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what, you think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. You know, conspiracy theorists say the darndest things. I stole that from the name of a, uh, a Facebook group yeah, that's, that, that posts all kinds of stuff about conspiracy theorists. You should go check it out. It's, it's got some interesting stuff on there. Let me tell you something. These conspiracy theorists... <clears throat> Uh, they're looking at the can- the uh, the uh, the wildfires in California, and as conspiracy theorists tend to do, uh, part of being a conspiracy theorist actually is to do this. They, uh, of course, immediately dismiss the standard model explanation for what's going on. They don't accept the that. You know these these wildfires started. However, they start sometimes it's lightning strikes. Quite often it's human activity. Somebody not putting a campfire out properly or something of that nature that starts these fires. And um, they they go hunting for anomalies. Now they don't they don't necessarily think that's what they're doing, but that's what they're doing. Uh, they 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 see images of a, an area where the fire had gone through, and they see. Houses completely destroyed, burned to the ground, ashes, just barely anything left of the footprint of those houses. And they see that, and they start thinking, uh, but their trees are still standing. There's there's still trees in the end. And so they put these pictures up that show... Trees in the distance. I have one picture here that says, uh, Trees still stand. This was not a fire. And then it gives melting points. Uh, the melting point of glass is, uh, at least according to this, uh, 2,900 degrees Fahrenheit. Aluminum is 12 degrees, uh, 1,200 degrees Fahrenheit. Tools. Tools. Which kinds of tools? I mean, there's all kinds of tools. <laughs> but tools melt at uh, 
2800 degrees Fahrenheit. Stainless steel melts at uh, 2700 degrees Fahrenheit. Roofing iron at 2500 degrees Fahrenheit. And they're all gone in this picture, except for the houses that didn't get burnt in the background of the picture. But what they're but they're ignoring those. They're ignoring the house the houses where the fire didn't get to them, and and they're spotting the trees that are still standing in this picture. And I'll put this on the show notes page. You go to dimland.com, click on the blog option, you'll get to the show notes, and that'll be up. Uh, and you'll see this image. I've got a couple others. And they, they look in there, and they're searching for anomalies, and they're saying, well, there's still trees standing. Why are there still trees? Now, the, the conspiracy theorist Facebook friend that I have, or one of a few, uh, posted this picture, and my comment was, uh, just ignore all the burnt trees. Because in the worst areas in this picture, where the, where the most devastation has gone through, uh, you can see the, the burnt trees. It's the skeletal remains of the trees still sticking up from the ground, but they're burned. And the trees that have, have been reduced to ash, you can't see because they've been reduced to ash. Now, the other thing that this, the, for this particular photograph that I pointed out, uh, it's toward the center of the photograph, but it's the lower half. So when you look at it on my show notes page, go to the center, lower half, and you will see there's an above-ground swimming pool that survived. So I suggested that obviously these fires are started by big pool. Because how do you explain that one above-ground pool, swimming pool surviving? Okay, uh, there's another picture. I'll page through these. And it's a picture of a... Of a, of a road, you know, it's a cul-de-sac, houses on either side. Uh, the houses are completely burned down, but there are trees around these completely burned down houses. And there are trees around the whole cul-de-sac. Uh, they ignore the completely intact uh, houses at the, at the front part of the picture, in the lower left. They ignore those. But they focus only on the burnt houses, and then they say uh, up in the top of this picture, it says uh, the most selective forest fire in history. And they just focus on these houses. Okay, all right. So, so the lots of trees around, not burned. The houses down to the ground. And this is an aftermath picture. So, I I'm assuming these are all from the current fire. Maybe they're not, but. Let's just you know give the conspiracy theorists this much and assume it's from this fire. One more picture. It shows one, two, three, four, five houses. That, I guess that they're very close to each other, completely burned out. You just see their footprint and a bunch of debris. Uh, you see like the separation walls or at least maybe foundation walls. I'm not sure, but you see that. And in the background, just beyond these houses, there's a there's a hill that slopes down. The grass is green, and there's evergreen trees still there. Don't look like they've been touched by the flame at all. And it says, uh, uh, 2018, the year forest fires forgot the forests. Do you know why? They spelled do, D-E-W, like D period, E period, W period, meaning direct energy weapon or directed energy weapon. Uh, a friend of mine helped me figure out what that meant. I could, I'd never heard of this thing. And that's a, essentially, it's a death ray that's up in space meant to just take out these houses for some reason. And 
and that's how they say, well, why didn't the trees burn? Well, there's a fellow named Mick West. He does a thing called Metabunk. And on Metabunk, he makes a video, because it's a quick video, where he does an experiment where he takes some some lumber from his attic, some 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 spare lumber that's up in his attic, cuts it into, you know, it's like a two-by-four. He cuts it in half, and he cuts it a certain length. And then he gets a, a live branch out of a live tree, cuts that down, cuts it to about the same, uh, cuts it to the same length as the lumber that he had cut, and about the same, roughly the same size. And then he weighs them, and the reason why trees don't burn as well as lumber burns is because the lumber, the stuff that's in your house, is dry. And live trees are wet. They're dense with water. Enough heat, enough fire, long enough time, yes, they will burn and and people will look at these these conspiracy theorists, theorists must not must think that when a forest fire burns simply forest just forest hundreds of acres of forest not even a a uh, 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 a watchtower in the in that area that burns no human made structures at all it's just it's just trees and other flora and fauna in that area and that's it and it burns intense, and it goes, and it burns out either because it rains, or it runs out of fuel, or human beings put out the fire. But for whatever reason, the fire goes out. What is left behind? Conspiracy theorists must think it's just a field of ash, straight out, cleared out field of ash, it's like clear-cut lumbering had been done through there, cut down all the trees. Like the Lorax hadn't been there to protect the trees, and all it's all it's just a just ash. Well, no, it's the skeletal. It's not the right. I don't know if that's the ex exact word for it, but you know what I mean. It's what's left of the trees still standing. That, that's have you not seen the aftermath of a forest fire? But you see, the conspiracy theorists. This is an, this this fire that's going on in California is an excellent example of the anomaly hunting that conspiracy theorists do and it's a, an excellent example of the Dunning-Kruger effect. They don't know enough that or they, that uh, to know that they don't know enough about how forest fires happen, how they work, how they affect buildings in the area of the fire, why it is that a house is going to burn down much more easily or much more completely than a tree filled with water, uh, and why a, an above-ground swimming pool, which I'm assuming has water in it, doesn't burn down. It could have something to do with the fact there's water in there. It might have something. It might be due to something else. I might not. I, I might be ignorant to what. It, why that stay? Why that's fine? Unless they said, well, you know, the fire's gone. We've cleaned up the streets. We are able to get in. Let's put that pool in now. Yeah, let's do it now. So maybe the pool was put in after the fire. I don't know. Just to throw people off. It's just. Oh, I'm telling you, conspiracy theorists. They say the darndest things. Ugh. And my, my apologies to the Facebook page that I stole that from. Uh, three cool things. Uh, the first cool thing is not super cool. Uh, well, Stan Lee, the creator, the co-creator and face of Marvel Comics, the face of comic books, the, the cheerleader of comic books, and especially Marvel Comics, has died. Now, that's not cool. His legacy is cool. 
his career was cool. What he was able to, you know, to save comic books. Comic books were not in great shape when uh, when he came in with the Fantastic Four. When he and Jack Kirby put out that first Fantastic Four book, there was just sort of a Lee was thinking of quitting the comic book writing business, uh, and Archie, uh, no, Martin Goodman, I think it was Martin Goodman, came to to um, it was the publisher. Uh, of Timely Comics, I think it was called at the time, uh, uh, came to Stan and said, uh, I need you to come up with a, uh, with a superhero group to to compete with DC's uh, Justice League of America. I need you to do that. Uh, and so Stan uh, got involved with uh, Jack Kirby, and they came up with the Fantastic Four, and there's so many wonderful things that, that Stan was contributed to the world of comic books and how the characters were written and, and the way they acted um, and the, the excitement of the stories and all that kind of stuff. But he, I, I blogged about it. You'll get to it if you go to my show notes. Uh, it's at, again, it's at dimland.com. Click on the blog option. I'll link to my blog about uh, my observations of uh, um, Stan Lee's death and what it meant to me, how his effect on my life. And uh, I will be getting together with the guys of the Gooch Squad, which is the gang of occasional co-hosts uh, on the Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules podcast that's run by my friend uh, Douglas Arthur. He's convening the Goot Squad, or at least most of them, uh, tomorrow morning. We're getting together and we're going to do about an hour and uh, talk about our impressions of Stanley and and uh, how it's affected us. Uh, his his career has affected us and his death has affected us and all that. So, But his career is definitely cool. Uh, number two, cool thing... Uh, I saw an image that was posted on Facebook by Mark Edward. Uh, he's the uh, mentalist, magician, former psych, you know, uh, fellow that worked as a psychic um, who, who debunks this kind of stuff now. Uh, he put up a picture. Uh, I don't know if he took the picture uh, or if it's something he spotted, but it's, it's a picture of a crow. But is it a crow? No, it's actually a cat. It's a it, the way the cat. It's a black cat looking up at the camera with its head turned just right, so the one ear looks like a beak. It's a pretty nifty picture. It's it's it's, it's cool, and I'll uh, I'll link to that in the show, or I'll have the picture up on the show notes so you can take a look at it. And then uh, finally, uh, Douglas of the assaulted to uh, assault of the two-headed space meals podcast uh, sent me uh, a link to a video that was produced by. Uh, college humor. It's a comedy thing where uh, you know those the ad campaign that's been running for something like five years now, something like that for Chevy. It's got this guy, uh, you know, talking to real people, not actors, and uh, and 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 he still seems to be able to surprise these people by answering that that it's Chevy. He'll ask him, say, which car, do you know, which truck do you think was the J.D. Powers, you know, best-selling or the best whatever for three years in a row? Uh, I don't know, Ford? Uh, uh, Ram? Uh, no, uh, Chevy? I mean, actually, it should be, uh, the guy says, uh, uh, which truck, and I'd say Chevy. He wouldn't even get the question out, I'd say Chevy. Uh, and he'd look at me, it's Chevy. You're the guy from the Chevy ads, so it's it's Chevy. <laughs> You've had the same ad campaign now for about five years. It's time for a new ad campaign. Anyway, uh, College Humor put together a, a spoof on that ad uh, that I think is rather funny, and uh, I'll link to that as well. So uh, be sure to check that out. I'm sorry this isn't a chat room show, but uh, you know, 
things happen. What are you going to do? And uh, uh, But I should be back in there for the chat for next week. Good night, our doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, that means it's the end of another show. Uh, remember to remain skeptical and that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And again, conspiracy theorists, can you just please, just once, just once accept an explanation? Please. Anyway, this is your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. And I remind you to sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell.